talking chat in here and I just forgot I had to work and then there you are hello everyone welcome to the show uh packed show today today I mixed it up for you I hope you like it um so what do we have on deck today first of all the title of today's show men have to submit a 500 word essay to go out with this girl have you ever had to submit an essay to go out with a girl we're going to look at the girl we're going to evaluate hmm does she have the right to be making those types of demands one and number two should you do that we're going to talk about that i think it's it's a cultural um manifestation of some stuff that's going on that shouldn't be let's just say that i'm going to talk about a lot of stuff today we got some politics we've got some culture sneeko got into um a bit of a war. We're going to talk about that. He posted some stuff. I don't know if you saw that stuff that played out on Fresh and Fit between Sneeko and Myron and then Sneeko and Rolo. It was a bit of a hot mess, but a good one. Very, very entertaining. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a man boy, and I don't mean Delhi, by the way. That was not a dig at you. We're not talking about you. There's a man boy who's showing some cringe behavior that you don't Guys out there, you don't want to model yourself after him. Let's just say that. We've got some lost women on a podcast that I found, No Fugazi Podcast. Am I saying that right, Deli? Do you know? No Fugazi? Fugazi. Know? Fugazi? Yeah. No Fugazi. What does that mean? Is there like a... Uh, what does it mean? Let's just say it's like faking it, basically. Okay, No Fugazi. Okay, so that is... Um, it's a cool show. I like the vibe. So I'm going to respond to some stuff on there. We've got some lost women all out of space. You know how that goes. Um, AI is going to wreck us in some ways. And it's not the ways that you think. We're going to talk about a girl who's doing some stuff to manipulate guys out there using some AI. You don't want to fall prey to that. We have this essay, this 500 word essay and the woman who submits it. Um, we've got the Sneeko stuff, as I said. And we also have something that broke in the news of politics today. This is very important. This is more important than anything going on with the candidates. Everyone said, oh, Jen, did you watch the CNN debate? No, I didn't watch the CNN debate, y'all, because that's a bunch of bull. So it's a bunch of garbage. That's corporate media nonsense. It's all staged. It's a bunch of nonsense. I can talk to you about that, too. But one thing that's not nonsense is what's going on with Twitter. Did you see that new hire over at Twitter that Elon Musk confirmed today? She is affiliated with the World Economic Forum. And everyone says, oh, how bad could it be? Well, we're going to dig into it. This CEO of Twitter, Linda Yach, I don't know if it's Yacharino or I think it's Yacharino is how I would say that. I may be saying the last name wrong. That's a problem. It's a big problem. It's coming your way. We're going to talk about whether Twitter is going to turn into, turn into controlled opposition or is it controlled opposition already? You just don't know it. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. All right. Let's start. All right. We've got a boy or a man or a man boy <laughs> that we're going to start with. And this is a behavior that turns my stomach. Guys, don't do it. Don't become this. I'm telling you. Number one. Let's roll it, Deli. This one's muted, by the way. Yeah, you're going to mute it. We got to mute it. Okay. So they're at dinner. And you see what's happening there. She passes the credit card to him and... He pays. What does that text say? You're a working... Uh, what does it say, Deli? Play it again. I want you to read the text for them because it's very small. I can't see it all. You're a working girly with a jobless boyfriend. Okay, so she works. She's got the jobless boyfriend. Play it again. I want people to see it from the start. Pay attention. Okay, she's proud of this, by the way. She's showcasing it. She wants you to see 
that she's taking care of business. She passes it to him. He swipes it. Okay. He's like making it out like he's doing it. And then she posts it. She posted it on social media. And note the caption. He wanted to seem like a gentleman. Then the waiter watched me tell him the pin. So what you can't see is that he's trying to act like a guy that's, you know, got his you-know-what together. <laughs> he didn't have the pin. So she tells it to him. And the waiter realizes, oh, what's going on here? It's Listen, this is never going to be a good look for you guys. And I get it. I always tell you, don't spend the money on the first date. Be careful who you spend your money on. You know, some women are just, you know, the gold diggers. I, I get all that. But you, you need to always be a gentleman. What that means is you can take a girl out. Let's say she's, you know, behaving badly, whatever. You pay that bill and you leave and you never see her again. But do you see how odd this looks? First of all, that girl doesn't like him anymore. I could tell you that straight up. She doesn't. She has lost all respect for him. The fact that she would pass the card and film it all tells you that she's trying to tell the world, A, I'm the boss of this relationship. B, she wants the comments to come in like, oh, girlfriend, you need to leave that guy. What are you doing there? You can do so much better than him. You know she's looking for the attention. You know she's looking for the comments. Thirdly, how does this guy show his face anywhere ever again? How? Now, when I show this, interesting, my husband and I watched this together, and I said to him, I made a comment to him, and he said, um, this guy's got to be humiliated. He's got to be humiliated. And I said, you know what? I don't think so. I don't think that this generation of men, these younger guys, I don't think they're humiliated because I think this is the new norm, right? They're starting to get comfortable not being the gentleman. They're starting to say to themselves, you know what? I don't want to deal with these crazy women. They're always telling me, don't, 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 don't open the door for me. Don't do this. Don't do that. So they've just kind of like thrown their hands up in confusion. And I don't know that they're feeling humiliated anymore. I think they've kind of lost, when we say the death of masculinity, that's part of it. That is part of it. Part of it is stepping back and letting these women now puppeteer you where you don't know what you're doing anymore. I don't know how uncomfortable he is in that moment. Audience, you tell me, do you think that that guy at his age knows enough, by the way, to be uncomfortable with that dynamic? Or does she run the whole relationship, so why not run the finances? Has the power dynamic completely flipped? Because let's be honest, the person in the relationship who pays that bill isn't just paying that bill. That's somebody who's in a position of authority in that relationship. That's the person making the money. That's probably the person making the decisions. That's probably the person making a lot of other decisions. And that's the person who's standing, you know, they talk about frame all the time. These guys, there is something to it. Because frame isn't just about your body. It's about your attitude and it's about your position in that relationship. That guy, is he playing more of a feminine role in that relationship? A hundred percent. Is he too comfortable playing that role? I would argue yes. And some of this is because of how, you know, the generation of parents is now raising guys. Some of this is because society is confusing the heck out of guys and they don't know what to do. They don't want to overassert themselves. They don't want to insult a girl. And part of it is because there's kind of a, a sense that these relationships are for the moment, for the moment, right? Oh, I swiped on somebody. It's for the moment. Everything feels very fleeting as opposed to being invested in each other. So people don't want to invest in the same way. It's, a, it's an interesting phenomenon. I thought that was interesting. And the reason I brought this up is because I want to hear from you. I want to know if you're young. If you're in my audience and you're young, say you're a 25-year-old guy, how does that strike you? I'm curious for your perspective because we come from a different generation. You may see this very differently from me, but I want to hear your thoughts. So get in the chat, leave a comment. I want to know.
Okay. <sighs> Let's play number two. This is uh, an interesting commentary on a woman who says that she's in a bigger body. She's in a bigger body and she's having trouble with the way she is perceived and treated by men as opposed to women who look more like Barbie dolls. Let's just say that. Let's play it. You ever been out with friends and realized that you were the only one not getting hit on and then immediately thinking it's because you exist in a bigger body? It's horrible because you know that like male attention isn't the end all be all, but at the same time, it still hurts. I'm curvy. I'm bigger than most of my friends. So my first instinct is like, oh, they don't want a bigger girl. This past summer, I was at a hostel and I saw these guys. I went to introduce myself and I was standing next to this girl that was just like complete Victoria's Secret, like the old Victoria's Secret supermodel vibes. And I was like, hi, I'm Juliana. And while he was shaking my hand, he was literally looking at her being like, nice to meet you. And you guys, I got so mad. After that, he didn't talk to me again, and I got so mad. I left the bar, and I wrote, like, slam poetry on my phone. I can show you if you want to see it. Because it was so many years of, like, pent-up anger and frustration that I feel like I didn't even get the chance to introduce myself. I didn't even get the chance to, like, meet them and let them get to know me. I felt like I was cast aside, and I felt like I didn't have any inherent value to men because I wasn't skinny, which is, uh, horrible. Any of my other curvy mid-sized people that want to vent or okay, tell me what you think Okay, stop in here. I can't with the curvy mid-sized, this, that, all the words. She's, oh, right, she's overweight is what she's telling us. Now, you can only see the top half of her. I can't see the bottom half. Deli, do me a favor. Go to her TikTok. Um, go go to the, the actual channel for a second. And let's see. Can we see uh, imagery of her? We have to be Ooh, careful of, we, we have to be careful of the, the mute here. I don't know if there's going to be music playing. But maybe we can get an image that's not. No, let's do a swimsuit one. Uh, is that a swimsuit? I don't want to do anything too risque, but okay. So oh, here we go. Okay, so she's she she really seems to have a whole channel here talking about how she's overweight and she's uncomfortable with the way society's treating her. Here, here's the thing: if you are overweight and you are uncomfortable with how the world is treating you, if you're going out and noticing that somebody else that's more fit is getting more attention from you, and by the way, this goes for men and women. If you're uncomfortable in your own skin, so much so that you have to create a whole channel talking about how you should be comfortable in your own skin, but you're not, I have a fantastic idea. Instead of talking about, oh, my inherent value and this, that, it doesn't matter what your inherent value should be or how you should view yourself. You are telling the world that you're uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable with how you see yourself because if you were comfortable with how you saw yourself, you wouldn't care, right? You wouldn't care about what anybody else said. You would be comfortable. You're not comfortable. You're not comfortable and they're not giving you the attention you want. Here's an idea. Lose weight, right? I'm not telling you to lose weight because I want you to be skinny. I'm telling you to lose weight because you want you to be skinny. You don't want it. You're not comfortable with how you look. If you're a woman and you're going out and you're always feeling like the girl next to you is getting more attention because you're overweight, instead of complaining about it, making a channel, trying to convince yourself, oh, this is just guys don't like big girls, this, that, going on and on about inherent value, do something about it and lose some weight. Feel good about yourself, right? You can't tell me that these women, I, I all the time you hear these women that are overweight and they're like putting up videos, showing their fat, trying so hard to get themselves to like the way they look and convince you that they can get there so that maybe you're fat out there and you can also like the way you look fat. Why can't we just all acknowledge that most people who are fat don't like the way they look? 
maybe they're not motivated to change it. Maybe there's a laziness component. Maybe they don't want to go to the gym. Maybe they don't want to put, you know, the hamburger down, whatever it may be. Maybe they're going through some type of, you know, depression or anxiety. Maybe their family structure is falling apart. Maybe they lost their job. There's a whole bunch of things that can happen in your life that lead to you suddenly reaching for food. We all know that, right? Some people reach for the food. Some people don't eat at all when they're stressed. We're all different. But if you're somebody who's reaching for the food as a result of stress or whatever it may be, and you don't like the way you look, change it. I'm so sorry. This this generation of like, here are all my problems. You notice this now? It's a generation of people that just complain on the internet all day about their problems. Publicly, it used to be that you'd call a friend, right? You'd complain and complain. And even that friend got annoying, right? They complain about the same relationship 50 times and they won't leave the guy. Finally, you're like, just leave him. I'm tired of listening to this. But no, this is worse. This is publicly complain. Oh, I'm fat. I'm this. I'm that. Over and over again. And they make videos about it. But they don't fix their own lives. It's a completely unmotivated generation to just do something about, you don't, you're in a job you don't like, fix it. Fix it. Oh, I can't. I'm, yes, you can. You're fat. You don't like it. You don't like that guys don't come up to you. Great. Lose some weight. Go for a run. Put the cheeseburger down. End of story. Right? I just, you got to at some time, and this is tough love. I consider this a tough love channel in many respects. Um, I know Rolo said I was the Joan Rivers of the Manosphere. By the way, I love her. Thank you, Rolo. But, you know, it's got, sometimes you just got to tell people what it is. I could sit here and say, oh, honey, don't worry. You'll be comfortable and with fatness one. We should all just embrace fat. No, instead I'm going to say you're not comfortable and you are a pretty girl and you have the power to change that, so do it. That should be what parents are telling their kids these days. Not, oh, you look great in that prom dress. Let me just try to zip it up a little harder. No, no, you should say this is unhealthy. We've got to change your diet. We've got to get you exercising. You're, uh, you're beautiful, but this is not healthy. Let's fix it. Man, man alive. Jed, you're so mean. Right. You know, somebody saying it, Deli. You know, somebody in there is like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> all right. So does Tyrone always win? Does Chad always win? We talk about the bad boys, right? Why do the bad boys win? Why? Why? Let's watch a video. This is a good find, by the way. Let's watch a video and see how this unfolds. This is a Tyrone. It is because you can see how he, you know, acts. He's got the swagger. You can see it. You can see it. Um, you just can. As a woman, you just can. Um, let's play it. And you're going to have to listen. This You might have to raise the volume on this one because you want to hear the banter going on here. But a random girl was begging me to take her out is what he said. He posted this, by the way. That Can I just tell you that if you didn't know he was a Tyrone, you know now because he posted it. Let's play it. You're from TikTok. Yeah. What do you, do you Hello. Uh, my name is Marta. I've been oh. Jill Mix here. Nice to meet you. I'm Marta and I'm, I'm going to Stratford to get okay. a bra. Do you want to come with me? Uh, I'm going home right now. Okay, bye. Can I, I'm going to annoy you now. <laughs> Took oh, the jacket you off. Take you, out. you want to take me out? Yes. <laughs> can I take you out? Um, we have time for this. I'm focused on football. I can be your friend. Oh, my friends. I don't yeah. really have girlfriends. Um, I told you I'm seeing someone, so I That's can't really give you my number. But like, just in case. In case what? Like, in case you break up. <laughs> I'll be there. Guys. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You're making me laugh. It's just that I'm seeing someone, isn't it? You're not clapped. You're not clapped. It's just that I can't take your number. That would be not fair, you know? 
that could that take you out? A strike. You want to take me out? Your friend. Wait, how can I take you out if I'm seeing someone? I can't do this. Yeah, you can. How? I can't. Well, I need to be respectful, yeah? I'm respectful. Yeah. I'm so respectful. Already. I'm so respectful. How? A happy, happy man. A how though? Excuse me? A happy man. You want a picture? Yeah, that's right. Okay, who is this guy? Am I missing it? It's supposed to be a famous guy. Folks in the back in the audio room, do you know who that guy is? If you do know, talk to me. He's supposed to be like TikTok famous, this guy. I'm missing something yeah. here. Maybe he's got some famous TikTok. I, I don't know. I was like, is it an athlete? I wasn't sure at first. Oh, yeah. Five million followers. Five million followers. Okay, so this guy is famous on TikTok. Okay. So <laughs> do you see the chasing though? So maybe she knew that. Maybe she didn't. He's a good looking guy. But do you see how that guy, do you see the energy of that guy? What is the energy to you of that guy? First of all, he can't be bothered. He's not giving her that much time. He's polite, but he's not interested. He's a little standoffish. He's like, what are you going to do for me? He's, you know, smiling and a little flirtatious. But at the same time, he's not chasing her. He's not giving her the time of day. And, you know, she doesn't know what to do. She starts off and then she takes the jacket off. Then the cleavage is out. She's like, oh, my weapon. It's out. He's still like not biting. Right. So she's like trying to talk about what she can do for him. Also, can we talk about how disgusting she is that the guy says that he's seeing somebody and she says it doesn't matter. So that just goes to show you, first of all, we talk about these guys like the athlete type, the famous type and how sometimes they can have more than one woman and the women are more than happy to share them there. You hear her saying it. She knows he's got a girl and she's like, well, that's fine with me as long as I'm in the club, too. So girls do do that. You can imagine what basketball players, somebody in the NBA, you think a girl's not going to want to be with them anyway, typically. And girls like this now, I'm not saying a girl, you know, who has her, you know, she's religious or she's got her eye on a family and kids maybe wouldn't go down that route for sure. But you're talking about your average modern woman now. You think they're going to be like, oh, I'd never share why they're sleeping with everybody anyway. They've got no sense of self-respect for their body. Do you think they're going to be worried that their star athlete is going to leave their house and go sleep with somebody else? They're probably doing it too. They don't care. But it's so unattractive too for women to behave like this. Like this guy would never go out with her. And I'm not saying she's unattractive. You can't see her face and all that. But this is not attractive when women behave like this, when they're all like, oh, can I take you out? You know, it's desperate. It's needy. It's nasty, too, now that you know he told you he's got a girlfriend and you're still wanting to do it. So now he knows you're doing that to everybody and doing the nasty all over town. Ooh, he's not interested. But do you see the dynamic there? How does she think she's going to look like anything but a clout chaser? How? Disgusting. I just searched up his background too. He's actually a French soccer player. He's a French soccer. Oh, there we go. He looks like an athlete. He's he's a handsome guy. And don't he was get on a dating wrong. show too. Okay, so, so there you go. But I don't think I did not get the impression that she knew that. <laughs> so she was maybe just looking at a good-looking guy. I don't know. He actually reminds me, no joke, of somebody I went on a date with a long time ago, like when I was like <laughs> 21, and who stalked me literally. I'm not kidding. It was, it was like over a decade. If my best friend's listening to this, she knows exactly who I'm talking about. It was a decade long. Do you know why? Because I wouldn't do anything with him. 
You know why? Because he looked like a bad boy. And I was like, I don't trust him. I'm not doing it. He couldn't. I think I was probably the only human on earth, the only female that ever said no. And he can't figure it out. He's still probably sitting there scratching. It was, it was over a decade. It's funny. But he look, kind of looks like him. So again, this guy kind of has got, he's got that vibe. He's got the athlete, flirty, bad boy vibe. She's eating it up. She's got the drool coming out of the sides of her mouth. She's literally taking her clothes off, right? She's literally like, oh man, what else can I get away with on this train? I was waiting for the bra to come out and just start, you know, you know it. So they don't care if the guy is, they, this, women like a little bit of shunning. They do. They do. And I say, oh, women want to be treated. I mean, yes, we want to be treated well, ultimately. But in the beginning, if you're all like, uh, what can I do for you? Uh, we're like, next. She's attracted to him because he's not interested right away. Or he's, you know, he's given her a few smiles, but not too much. Ooh, it's interesting. You're going to tell me that they wouldn't share him? <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. Uh, let's on the topic of obesity before, by the way, I saw this and I would like to show you, I was a cheerleader back in the day. You're like, really, Jed? I was, I didn't have pom-poms. I wish I had, I had a little uniform, had a little megaphone on it and it was in grade school. So before you start thinking dirty stuff, I was a child. (laughs) I was a child. You deli, you know, some minds were going in certain (laughs) places. I was a child. I was in eighth grade. I remember and I was uh, the boys basketball team and I was a cheerleader and I was this little, you know, Oh, top of the pyramid because I was so small anyway I see this video and it as it turns out cheerleading has changed let's take a look Deli at number four what what okay so there's a lot of jiggling of things going on. That was, was something to watch. Here's my point. Why are they trying so hard to normalize this? Why are they trying so hard to make this healthy? All the girls were obese in the image? That's intentional, right? That's intentional. Is it, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to drop, right? How do you have the stamina the lung capacity with all that's a lot of weight to carry. So what I'm tired of is, you know, everybody says, well, back in the day, it was discriminatory because you saw all the cheerleaders were fit. No, the cheerleaders were fit for a reason because it was work cheerleading practice. You were doing the exercises. You were this, that. And yes, yes, it was. There was a visual component to it. Right. You know, when guys go to a, a game, come on. Guys, tell the truth. When you go to a game or something, you see the cheerleaders. You wait for that halftime sometimes with bated breath, and you see the hot little cheerleaders walk out. There's nothing wrong with that. And they're like all perky, and they're jumping around, and you're just like, mm, got your hot dog or your popcorn. You're like, this is well worth the ticket, right? You know it, right? It's fun. It's fun. You see that, and you're like, what's going on there? No, people don't want to see that. So I don't know how, like, no matter how hard Matrix you try to normalize this, people don't find obesity sexy. They don't. And they they know the game you're playing. Oh, let's throw five obese women, brutally obese onto the field, doing really intense dances, and we'll make everybody think this is the new normal, this is the new healthy, and it's not a health challenge because they're keeping up. Meantime, you're at home like, did I pay for this? Does, does, does the ticket come with a blindfold? 
you know you're thinking it. Ugh. Why? Why is this being normalized? This is unhealthy stuff. That is not healthy to be that big. Ooh. Okay. I think it's time to go to the podcast. I see you in the chat. I'll get there in a second. Hello, everyone. By the way, hit that subscribe button and hit that like button. I'm always on the fence, guys, of what to cover on the show because the audience is split. I need your help, by the way. The audience is split. Some of y'all want politics, 90% of the show, and the other half, it's like 50-50, want most of this and a little bit of politics. So I'm going to ask you again, Shamari, if you're there too, if you're listening, can you do me a favor and put another poll up? Do you want to see more politics or do you want to see more of what I'm doing right now, meaning some of the red pill stuff? Let's call it uh, dating and relationships. I need to know. But hit that subscribe, hit that like button. I'm going to follow your lead, audience. Don't lead me astray is all I'm going to say. Don't do what Delhi does. Leave me out in the forest alone and afraid. I'm just kidding. All right. Let's go to this podcast. What's it? You say it. I'm going to say it wrong again. Deli, how do you say that? They want you to say it again. I say it like Fugazi. (laughs) Is that wrong again? It's Fugazi. 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 (laughs) Oh, like the gays. Oh, like the I don't mean the gays, like gay people. (laughs) I mean the gays looking into your eyes. Next thing it'll be like, Jets calling them the gays. Oh my God, bigoted. All right, let's go. Number five. Let's go to 913. Um, Okay, so this is great. It's a panel of modern women. Um, Very entertaining. Let's start at 913. Relationship status? Single. Single. How long? It's been a little over a month. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Seven year relationship. Oh, welcome back to outside. Okay, yeah, so well, it just ended. It just ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fun out here. How do you figure she's still in a relationship? It was a little on and off, you know, so, you know, it had its. Okay, pause it there for a second. Nasty women. Nasty women alert. Wait, hold on. Okay, nasty women. How do you know? Because they celebrate that she's now out of her relationship. Did you catch that? Oh, how long were you in a relationship? Oh, seven years. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back to degeneracy. Maybe you could sleep with a whole bunch of guys now and catch up. Welcome back to being, you know, inappropriate and nasty. Welcome back. I needed company. Misery loves company. Your boyfriend was in the way. That's what they're thinking. That's what they're thinking. Can you imagine? I cannot, again, let me be a relic for a second. Back in the day, I'm, soon I'm going to be like Deli. I'm going to be like that old grandma that's like, when I was young, we didn't have shoes. We wore little cardboard boxes on our feet. I'm turning into that. Because when I was young, women weren't like this. Women wanted to be in a relationship. We loved to be in a relationship. We didn't want to be single and exploratory and nasty. Now they're all like, oh, that relationship, that was weighing me down. I just realized I'm going to have to say so much to my grandkids about what was happening. Yes. You are, God knows what it's going to be like by the then, too. Boys are turning to girls. The girls are turning to boys. Yeah. It's crazy. You'll have to educate them. But by then, I don't know how many genders there will be. I mean, uh, people might be going to the bathroom in litter boxes at that point. You never know. <laughs> you really never do know where it's headed. Del, you laugh, but that's coming. Don't even joke. I identify as a cat. Where's my box? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be scooping out a human beings. Let's not go there. Okay. So can you imagine that you need to register this, though, because these modern women, they don't want their girlfriends to be in relationships. We talked about this the other day. But do you see how the seller? Oh, you broke up with him. You got out. Oh, single 304 faces. Yeah. Maybe she can have some antidepressants with her wine in a few months. 
Okay, let's go to 3109. Yeah. Are you like dating? I'm not dating. I'm seeing. <laughs> you seeing? I'm seeing. Gotcha. I mean, we go on dates sometimes, but I'm so, still seeing. So, so shouldn't, like, you said you want, the one of them you said, like, more mod, dress more modestly, dress more conservative. Should, don't you think you should start dressing like that now so you can attract your ideal I've, men? I've definitely, like, been going into that type phase, but I'm not fully there. You can't just jump into that. You feel yeah. me? Like, you have to, you have to feel it out. You have to feel what type of clothes that you like wearing outside of your comfort zone, or not really outside of, com outside of your comfort zone, yeah. but outside of what you use usually wear. Okay, so stop. Like I, I can't with this nauseating woman. I can't. First of all, what Just is she it. wearing? Some type of see-through head-to-toe thing with a bra and panties? That's what's going on there. That thing is see-through. Girlfriend, put some clothes on. You're on there naked. Then she's, you know, she says that the guy that she's dating said, I want you to dress more conservatively. Yeah, maybe he's not fond of you naked. How disrespectful is that? You're dating a guy, you're on there on the show, some show completely naked, head-to-toe? disgusting no respect honestly no self-respect either forget about the guy what about you Ugh. god it's i mean look what she's wearing anyway she makes an excuse well i can't just change my clothes like that i have to do it has to be a slow process i have to figure out what clothes i really like I, honey stop making excuses you don't want to change your clothes because you got a guy that you're not that into which is why you clarified at the beginning and we're like seeing not dating and that's why you're still dressed like that because you're still trying to attract other men. That's why. Otherwise, you know what? If you were happy with that guy, you're respectful of that guy, you'd put some clothes on before you went on somebody else's podcast. Disgusting what you're doing. What is wrong with these women? Ooh, guys out there, you listen and you listen good. You're dating a girl and she's got no respect for herself. So she's out completely. They all see through naked all the time. And by the way, if that behavior continues... And deep into your relationship, you're with her and she's out there naked. She don't care about you. She's not going to start caring about you. And by the way, she's got one eye out looking for another guy. Or she wouldn't be dressing like that. Now, if she's dressing like that at home only for you, that's different. Maybe a little something, you know, little making loves going on. Who knows? But outside the house, nobody needs to see her naked body head to toe. Come on. She's out on the beach. Ridiculous. By the way, talking about the beach, I live in South Florida. Sometimes I go to the beach. Can I just say, what is going on with these swimsuits? You all know what I'm talking about? It's like two Band-Aids and like, I don't know, a, a piece of dental floss at the bottom. I'm like, oh. and let me tell you, okay, I know you're looking at me now and you're like, Jed's a mom. She's, oh, listen, I had my day. I had my day and I have bikinis as well. I will let you all know. But I mean, like a little Band-Aid, all naked. I, where are the moms and dads? Some of them on spring break looking like that? Mm-mm. No can do. Oh, God. Thank God I have a boy and not a girl. Can you imagine what it must be like? Hard. No. Mm -mm. All right. Let's go to 41. Oh, this is the best. So then they ask her about uh, what she thinks, this other one, what she thinks a guy's looking for. Guys, in case you were wondering, they think they know. Let's hear I do, man. Wants an ambitious woman. I'm not saying that. Okay, that's what, what I so want. So we're just him gonna to go what me. you say now. All right. So you think he wants ambitious? What else? He wants a goal-oriented right, woman. Goal-oriented. What else? <laughs> yeah, and then someone. One more. <laughs> and someone who's gonna bring to the table exactly what he brings to the table. Why okay. would you, okay? Right. Paul, dumb her. Why would you want to date somebody? Oh God. Why would, why would a guy want to date somebody who brings to the table exactly what he already brings to the table? 
he doesn't want to date himself, honey. He certainly doesn't want to date a woman acting like him. He's looking to date somebody who's different so that when you come together and form a beautiful union, he's bringing stuff to the table and you're bringing different stuff to the table. That's called a complementary union and that creates a whole package and by the way, creates a whole healthy picture for a child that you bring into the world. Why is he looking, oh, goal or if he's goal oriented, why does he need you to be goal oriented too? You think that's on his list? Now, if you are goal oriented, Okay, but you're saying what the guy's looking for. You think, go around and ask guys, what are you looking for in a woman? And tell me how many report back, I need her to be goal-oriented. Tell me if that's in their top five. I'll wait. Tell me if you can find one. Goal-oriented. That's it. That's on my top. Come on. Do you believe this stuff? That there's, I can't. So, and here's the, here lies the problem. Because again, they don't know what men want. They think they know what men want and they're doing stuff to try to attract men. That's the opposite of what men actually want. So they're alone, they're mad, and they're blaming men. Listen to guys when you ask them. Listen, when you say to guys, hey, listen, what are you looking for in a woman? And they tell you, instead of getting offended and be like, oh, that's not true. Listen to what they're telling you. If you, you I'm not telling you, you gotta abide by it, but open your ears and listen and say, oh, maybe my perception is not accurate. That could be why I'm alone and single and having a hard time. Okay, let me process that. Do I want to change? Maybe yes, maybe no, but at least you'll have an accurate description of what's going on. It's like thick-headedness. Okay, let's go to 104.56. This is the best. Do you rather mm -hmm. have sex with your celebrity crush <laughs> or go on, a, go on a romantic date with an average guy that will take you seriously. <laughs> I'm going to do the first one because I already did the second one. <laughs> Facts. Sorry. What about you? <laughs> I've been dreaming about this moment. <laughs> what about yeah, you, Bridget? The same answer. Absolutely. Celebrity crush? Celebrity, yeah. Who okay. got celebrity? What's the question? The question is, would you rather have sex with a celebrity crush mm -hmm. or go out on a romantic date with an average guy, but he'll take you seriously? The second option. Okay. Mm. First, I'm gonna make him have the best night of his life. I'm gonna swallow his whole body. Turning him up. <laughs> See, that's my money now. Yeah. What about you, uh, um, Destiny? I would say the second option only because I don't really fangirl. I treat everybody literally equal. I'm very humble, so you got to be humble. Second okay. option. Oh, what's interesting to me? It's split. What's interesting to me is there are some women that would, did you hear the first couple? Oh yeah, the, the one night stand, yeah, yeah. So there's been a lot of debate in um, the red pill space, the manosphere space, whatever you wanna call it, about identifying high value. What does that mean? Some people don't like the term at all. Some people reject the term. Some won't define it or feel that it's more um, subjective. I don't love the term either, but I can tell you what it's not, right? And I can tell you what I think it is, if, if you're curious, but you're not a high value woman. Here's how I see value when we talk about this. Value is what you bring to a marketplace. I think of it in terms of economics, right? So if you're a worker and let's say you have a certain job, whatever it may be, your value in that 
employment marketplace is what you bring to the table and how appealing you are and how, you know, attractive you are to employers and, you know, what are your odds of getting hired and some things that go into that are your experience, your skill set, your education, your whatever that looks like, be it a traditional education or a trade school, your references, whatever that may be that creates that that value. It's not just subjective. You can't just be like, well, I'm a value to the company and you, you're you know, like useless and do nothing and counterproductive to their success. It doesn't work like that. You don't just have value. In the same way, if you look at dating like a marketplace, if you and it is to an extent how it is, right? You look at what you bring to the table. You don't just say, well, I'm value. No, you don't. What are you bringing to the table? And men and women bring different things to the table. So what's interesting to me is that First of all, people should define it because if we're going to have a conversation about this, we need to know where you're coming from on that. But no no high value woman, no woman that is going to be desired, who's going to be wanted, who's going to be held in high esteem, both physically and character wise, would answer that they would want to have a one night stand with a celebrity crush over a guy that would take them seriously, treat them respectfully, and you know maybe was more average in terms of income and whatnot. High-value women do not choose emotionless sex and one-night stands ever, ever. It's not in their DNA. They don't want it. They have way too much self-respect. They would never choose that, ever. So, and that's why it becomes like, the message to guys, and we'll get to Sneeko at the end of this, but become stop wasting your time with women who are low value. And by low value, it means they don't respect themselves. Stop giving them time, giving them. And yes, if a one night stand is your time, stop doing that. Stop involving yourself in that whole scam and instead focus on women if you really care ultimately when you're going to get married to somebody and you want someone who's going to be a great mom focus on them from the start or focus on yourself and then focus on those high quality women why do you need to be spending time with low quality women and by the way i say the same advice to women out there listen and you don't need to spend your time on low quality guys if it's a bad boy who's behaving disgusting right See some of these women who are like with guys that are total deadbeats. They're not, you know, paying any bills. They don't, they're sleeping around. They're lying, deceitful. They're disrespecting their own families. Why, why, why are you wasting your time on that? It's a reflection of you ultimately that you, the fact that you give that time is a reflection of you. So it's interesting to me, but it's disgusting, these women that would say, I want just meaningless sex with a celebrity or some guy over here is going to treat me well because he's more, you know, average, meaning he's not a star. Ugh, disgusting. But now you know some women to avoid. You saw them on that podcast. All right, let's talk about AI for a second. Oh, actually, I got to get to the chat. Let me get to the chat because I see over here Rob Dro is back. Five bucks. So is Elon a wolf in sheep's clothing? We're getting to Elon, don't you worry. I did a lot of heavy political shows the last few. So this one's a little bit more dating and relationships, but I'm, we're going to get to Elon, don't you worry. Don Juan Plagues Zero. I'd center that 500-word essay with one word, no. <laughs> oh, the 500-word essay is a good one. We'll get there in a second. Uh, Kayla Faust is back, 20 bucks. Hey, Jed, I know you missed me. Well, that's true. We all did. It's common to say there are two types of people, wolves and sheep, but there's a third, the sheep dog. They look out for wolves and protect the sheep. 
We've stopped teaching men to be sheepdogs. That's interesting. Good observation. Robert Joe, two bucks. Jed, I'd like to hear some health and wellness. Okay, we can get some of that in there. No problem. Puffy Vegas, 10 bucks. Those cheerleaders were disgusting. Yeah, it's just like, I, I'm tired of having the obesity forced down my throat as if I'm supposed to, oh yes, bow down to it. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not attractive. End of story. Ryan, the eating warrior. Oh, Ryan, welcome back. Five bucks. If she uses the litter box, she's definitely for the streets. Can you imagine, Deli, if it gets to that point? Uh, listen, I'm sorry. I cannot get on board with humans doing their stuff in litter boxes. I refuse. I will have to just, at that point, I will be bigoted against felines. I can't. All right, AI. Let's get to this for a second. This is interesting to me, this article that came out about, all right, guys, are you going to ready to get manipulated? Who wants to be manipulated? Deli, with this Listen, I better no. not hear that you're spending money doing no. stuff like this. No. Because if I do, you're okay. fired. Donald Trump style. You're fired. No. I will fire you, Deli. Okay. I can't fire Deli. He doesn't work directly for me, but I would put in a bad word. Let's just say that. Okay. New York Post. I made a sexy <laughs> AI robot. You can date me for $1 a minute. Look at this. A 23-year-old Snapchat influencer named Corinne Marjorie has unveiled a chat GPT-powered AI doppelganger of herself that engages in erotic pillow talk for $1 a minute. Meet the Corinne AI, a salacious Snapchat bot who boasts over a thousand boyfriends, by the way, so you'd be one of many if you signed on, with whom she discusses everything from plans for the future to sex. Um, She'll always be there for you, Marjorie said. <laughs> and already prospective boyfriends are lining up to land a date. They're already paying. You believe this? This is currently a 26-hour, Let's can we see a picture of her, by the way? Can we scroll down? And see if we can get a picture of, okay. This is a 26-hour waiting list to interface with her initial prototype with 5,000 people having already signed up. 5,000. In the past 24 hours, they're up over 1,000% and it's still climbing. Now, how did she do this? This is her. She enlisted an AI company, Forever Voices, which has created digital pay-to-talk doppelgangers of everyone from Taylor Swift to Donald Trump. Programmers analyzed thousands of hours of her voice and her now deleted YouTube content create a parallel personality. And they infused it with GPT, the software that powers OpenAI's omnipresent Microsoft chat GDP. And she was born. So she basically, it captured her voice, her exact voice, her personality, her behavior. This is sick stuff. Real sick, I'm just saying. She's basically like Marjorie if the Snapchat sensation were available 24 hours a day. Now, why is this important? First of all, a couple of warnings for you because some of you are sitting back at home and I don't want to hear that you're not, but you're intrigued. You're like Googling it. Don't be doing that now. Don't be doing that. But here's the thing. Here's some red flags for you. Okay. Aside from the fact that it's incredibly creepy and disgusting, right? Let's put that to the side because that's a generalization. It says the system's outfitted with encryption on both ends in order to keep these oft intimate correspondences safe from breaches. Hmm. Unsupr and then it says, despite the safeguards, Marjorie says the chat has gone rogue and that designers are scrambling to fix it. So let's just say you're engaging with this AI. You want it to get out. How embarrassing would it be if it got out, if you're doing this and it gets out publicly and it leaks and you're known to have been getting in some sort of sex talk with some AI robot of some girl who's making bank off your dollar while you sit home and play video games? Could it be any more humiliating for you? No. So let me tell you that nothing is, everything that says, oh, it's encrypted. It's, yeah, okay. It's still a risk. 
it's a big one with the way society is now. You know how fast you, oh, I got hacked, this, that, on social media. People get hacked. All of a sudden, you got like senators tweeting out like middle fingers. You're like, I don't think that's him. If it can happen to them, it can happen to, to you in these apps. So, okay, the, the risk of humiliation is intense. Then you have experts uh, weighing in. By the way, she, she's trying to make uh, $5 million a month. I don't think it's going to get that high, but she could make some cash here. Experts are wondering if the human race will eventually prefer artificial relationships to the real deal. And now listen what happened to somebody. No joke. In March, an environmentalist became so obsessed with an AI chatbot named Aliza that he began to shun all other aspects of his life, including his wife. And he eventually committed suicide after she allegedly encouraged him to sacrifice himself to save the planet. So let me just ask you something. Who's monitoring these things for what they're telling people? Can you not see how this could get sinister? Someone could hack into the AI feature and give somebody really horrible, dangerous advice, and then they become suicidal or they wreck their whole life as a result of it. You see how this could shift into the wrong hands really fast and suddenly your life is gone because you've somehow fallen in love slash lust with an AI bot who's being manipulated and controlled and puppeteered from some sinister force. You got to think about this stuff in this day and age. You got to think about this stuff. And they say, by the way, they're looking for a chief ethics officer to manage this because they realize it could get in the wrong hands. Yeah, could, will. Secondly, listen, you have to decide what kind of world you want to live in. Do you want it, when you think about, you know how people say the good old days, what do they mean when they say that? They mean there was a time when people cared about each other, when relationships were grounded in something real, when you had more in-person contact, not everybody was doing this all the time, and you know, when, when intimacy mattered, when traditional values mattered, if you want that stuff and you look back at your grandparents and you say, wow, I want what they had, I want that, then you got to reject this stuff because this is the demise of civilization. Because listen, relationships are hard. They're not easy. You're dealing with somebody who, even in the best of circumstances, you're going to clash, right? You're dealing with somebody who has a completely different background and upbringing. You come together, you join hands you enter a marriage, right? There's always going to be, you know, some days that aren't great. It's going to happen to everybody. That becomes a challenge, right? That you overcome together. Great. There are no challenges when it's an AI bot. So are more people going to select this easier life? It's easy, but it's empty and it's dangerous. So I'm asking you as a generation that can affect what happens here because it's your dollars, right? Do not be part of the reason this society gets more wrecked than it is already. And this AI stuff is dark and twisted and dangerous and ugly and super matrix. Super matrix. Easiest way to control you in the world is through this AI stuff. Have your eyes open. All right. Then I get to, I was on the post, so I keep looking and I'm like, oh, what's this? I see a woman who wore a see-through wedding dress. This is another one with the see-through. This is like a new fashion trend. I thought I was being daring back in the day, by the way, when I wore a cat suit. My friend will remember. One day I wore a cat suit, head to toe. It was, I was completely covered, but it was fitted with a little chain belt. And I, we thought I was so daring. Now it's so just naked. Bra and underwears and just see-through. Oh, times have changed. So anyway, this is her wedding dress. 
And, you know, where you want at your own wedding. But, I mean, this does not look ridiculous. To be imagine be walking down the aisle. You've got in-laws. You've got your grandma. You've got your husband's, soon-to-be husband's grandma looking at you dressed all naked like this. I mean, this looks like something you should be wearing on the honeymoon, honey. Indoors. Indoors, love. You, you mixed up what indoors versus outdoors was supposed to look like. Anyway, the best is that she says that she's doing it for her future daughter. I can't. I've had a passion for design and fashion all my life, she says. When I went to Danny and Isabel with an old vision to make a see-through dress, they were instantly thrilled. My future daughter will thank, will thank you one day for allowing her to be fearless and take risks that make her happy. So you wearing the nakedness at your wedding is somehow going to be good for your future daughter because your future daughter will learn what? To, to act, you know promiscuous and nasty and indecent in front of people that's like oh a good risky no honey you just look like you're going to the club only it's your wedding you're embarrassing yourself you're a poor reflection on your husband you're a poor reflection on yourself and now your whole family's embarrassed you know I love this it's fashion did you see that uh, Chrissy Teigen went to some what did she go White House Correspondence Dinner Deli put up Chrissy pull up Chrissy Teigen at the White House Correspondence Dinner for a second she was in panties First of all, an elitist, obnoxious, too. She had somebody carrying her train of her dress. She's at the White House Correspondents' Dinner acting like it's the Oscars. So ridiculous. I love when they talk about the nerd prom and people actually want to, why would you want to go to the White House Correspondents' Dinner? Did you get a picture of her in her dress? I think so. No? All right. She had, anyway, point is she had the underpants. It was a white dress? It's like see-through and in the front is basically no legs and she's got the underpants showing. So if you can't find it, don't worry about it. But regardless, everybody's always got to be like, look, I could be more naked than you. I could be more naked than you. And what is the message to young women? What <laughs> Can you imagine getting married and you're so attention starved and so much still in the head of girl in the club that you got to be three quarters naked in a see-through dress at your own wedding? Honey, whoever that guy is, don't marry her. Don't marry her because imagine if she's wearing that at the wedding with all your parents and the whole family there. What is she wearing on girls night out that she's probably still doing after she marries you? The bikini? Thong? Panties? Mm. Okay. Let's get to the title and then we're going to get to we have uh, two more actually after this. The title of the show was this uh, 500 word essay. I can't. So I scroll through, because remember, I was on a New York Post kick. Sometimes I get into a publication, and all of a sudden, everything I have to do it all. I have to do it all. She says, I make men submit a 500-word essay to date me. Do not waste my time. This is her, by the way. Oh, we'll, oh don't worry. There'll be more photos. Lauren Kempton from England requires her suitors to write a 500-word essay if they want to date her. She says, asking for an essay is a good way of weeding out what you don't want. How old is she, you ask? 36 by the way, also, which you find out all the way in the bottom of the article, all the way down, 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 she also has a child. Oh, single mom, 36. Interesting, making demands. Okay. On the 36-year-old's Hinge account, look at her. But Okay, can we talk about the filler, though? What's going on in those cheeks? This is what I'm talking about where they start to look like aliens. See, she probably started to lose volume in your face, which you do as you age, and the panic set in, and now she went and got some type of injectable. Scroll down, it gets even worse. The Botox eyebrows, too. What is going on there? <laughs> what is that? Is it please tell? I really hope to God she Photoshopped it 
badly and that that's not an accurate depiction of what's going on facially because that is it looks photoshopped airbrushed something but what is what's this this whole injectable freakishness i can't so she looks like an alien we can all see that and she wants a 500 word essay she says she initially did it as a joke but guys did it they responded and did the essay she said that i would what did the guy do he responded, he said, I would, I, this is what he wrote. I would start by ensuring that any plans we made were kept to. This would also include indoor and outdoor date plans, depending upon the weather, time, cost. This uh, includes agreeing to a Harry Potter marathon. He wrote, guys, why do you disgrace yourselves like this? I can't. I, I can't. Why? Why are you disgracing yourself for these women? I mean, and, and honestly, she looks like an alien. She's 36. She has a kid. Why? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's doing something. You see how it's all blurry in certain parts? Something weird's going on. I mean, that it could be a filter. Something weird is going on there. Maybe she has I an can't. Android phone. So, she have a phone from like 1940 that she put <laughs> some type of filter on top? What is going on? Anyway, the guys did it. They did the essay. And she says, by the way, after reviewing many applications, mm -hmm, she went on a date with the best candidate, but unfortunately it never flourished into anything special. You don't say. Maybe it got off on the wrong foot when you had him do a project on day one and he was already exhausted. It's not a homework assignment, honey. You're not his teacher. You're not his teacher. You're not his teacher. You're not his mom. It's not school. It's not a job application. It's a date. Whatever happened to just you met somebody? Hey, you want to go on a date? Sure, let's try it out. Let's see. Okay, yeah, it worked out. Oh, it didn't work out. Let's go again. Nah, oh, let's go. Okay. Why does it everything have to be so like, well, I deserve this, right? I look like a futuristic alien and I deserve blah, 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 blah. So I need you to write down. Listen, guys, if she asks you to write an essay or do some type of homework before you've met her, just can you just, can we all agree you shouldn't be going? Don't write the essay. Oh, man. Don't write the essay. I don't care how good she looks, even if she doesn't look like an alien, although there are an increasing number of women who do. Let's be honest. All right, Sneeko caused some trouble. I'm going to get to Sneeko, and then we're going to get to this political story that is uh, <laughs> controlled opposition at its best. All right, Sneeko writes this, how the manosphere can give terrible advice to young men. Now, Sneeko has recently become more religious. There is a mosquito in here, by the way. I'm going to just announce, wouldn't it be great if I killed the mosquito on air? The death of a mosquito. Jed committed murder on television. There's a mosquito in here, and I will just say that if the mosquito bites me and I get a big old welt, something bad is going to transpire on set because I don't like mosquitoes. But do you see him just flying around? You have the audacity, too. I'm on live TV. Here we are all having a conversation and this mosquito is just weaving in and out, getting into my eyesight. We didn't even book him. We just showed up. He was not invited. But you know what? I am a target for mosquito. Look, he's over there. Ooh, ooh. Okay. How the Manosphere can give terrible advice to young men. And Sneeko's found religion. Uh, he's converted. And um, he's... He feels differently. I, by the way, people have asked me if I believe it's genuine. I had that interview with him. I spoke to him afterward. I do believe he's changing. He's young. He's a young guy. I do think that his perception of a lot of these things is changing for the better, by the way. 
And I do think that he's having conversations with people and feeling like there are holes in some of these arguments. And he wants to figure it out. What I love about Sneeko, by the way, is he's a guy that's just asking questions, right? He's not afraid to say, I changed my mind. And he's not afraid to ask questions. You have to be willing to look at the way you've looked at your life and ask, was that the right move? Does that make sense? That's the point of being a human being. So he went on Fresh and Fit. It was actually... Y'all should go back and watch the full episode because later Rolo actually calls in and it's a whole big thing. And it's it's fantastic. It's actually a really fantastic discussion and it's funny. Destiny's there. But it starts off with him actually debating Myron on the con on an important concept. So let's on on, on a, something we've talked about, which is promiscuity from the male angle. And I brought this up to Justin Waller on the show when he came on here the first time about discipline, but listen to what he's saying. It's, this is a very important lesson for the guys out there. Take a listen. The, the hypocritical right, so. part about it is that we make fun of girls all the time for not controlling their sexual urges and being hoes all the time. Like she belongs to the streets, all this stuff. You tell guys that they're losers if they don't go to the gym. They're losers if they play video games. You're a loser if you smoke weed. You're a loser if you watch sports. You need to exercise discipline. But when it comes to girls, oh shit, get a vasectomy because you can't control yourself because you're not capable of exercising discipline. Why do you have to be disciplined in every single aspect of life? Networking, success, all this stuff, watching sports, playing video games. You need to be on your stuff. But for women... Nut inside girls with after getting a transgender surgery. That's the one thing you can't be disciplined Sneeko, in. Can you stop fucking girls? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Stop the cat. Hold it to her right now. Don't fuck until you get married. Well, no. No, 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 better no, no, advice. no, no, no. You better just advice. said you can hold it. So don't fuck until you get married. Better advice is... No, no, no. I swear to God. What, right you're, you're saying no. Are you cool with that? Handshake, handshake. Hold on, no, wait, 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 no. Does he have any kids? No. He, he's then boom. There no. you go. He, so he's able to do it. He's able to do it. Plan B. So he would have had a kid, which means he's gonna fuck up at some point. Hey, we're listen, and they still we're sell men. Plan, they still sell Plan B. No, no. But the point is, <laughs> that is the point. He, he's he, able to fuck girls, not have a vasectomy, and still not have kids. It's what possible. Did, what did number two say? Avoid family creation. It could be condom or Plan B. But he's just saying to be yeah. extra Another careful. Another form of contraception is what it is basically. But he didn't say that, and that's that's not a good form of contraception because it's not supposed to be reversed. That's what the doctor tells you when you get a vasectomy surgery. It's like you cannot expect this to be reversed. That's they, not they, that you shouldn't go into that thinking that you're going to reverse it. And also, a better advice instead of saying never fuck again, maybe for the women that I do have sex with, prepare that she could be the mother of your children. Maybe don't spend time with hoes all the time thinking I need to fuck 50 girls so I understand feminists and how retarded they are. Maybe just don't fuck them. Maybe fuck women that you can see yourself having a family with. Okay, this is beautifully said. It's a fantastic discussion. Um, I really, I strongly encourage you to go watch the full Fresh and Fit episode. I thought it was um, something, a very important moment in this whole space of people interacting um, that people need to see. And I'm going to ask Roll about it when he comes. Uh, I don't know if he's coming next week or the week after with Mike Sartain, but I'm going to ask him about it, even though it'll be a little removed. I think this was a moment that changed people. Uh, in many ways. First of all, and this comes off of the heels of that tweet that Rolo had pulled it, put out that went viral about vasectomies and whatnot. First of all, a vasectomy is not a form of contraception in the same way. You cannot loop a vasectomy in with condoms. You cannot loop a vasectomy in with birth control pills that you take. You can't. A vasectomy isn't always reversible. There are risks. It's a surgery. 
Um, off, I have known people actually that have had that procedure done and they have tried to reverse it and they have not been successful. It's very extreme. There are some in medicine that believe that it does unkind things to the way testosterone uh, floats around in the male body for longevity and can implicate you know, your health in negative ways. Um, it shouldn't be treated lightly. It shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, you know, wear a condom, get a vasectomy. It's not in the same class, number one. Secondly, what he's talking about, about promiscuity, is true. He's not saying, by the way, never have sex. That argument of like, well, then don't have sex until you're married. You can choose to do that. Uh, there are religious people who choose to do that, but that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is that if discipline is viewed as an attribute of a high value man, I personally believe that it is. I think a disciplined man is incredibly sexy. I think a disciplined man in all areas of life is incredibly sexy. Someone who is committed to work, is disciplined in their work ethic, is disciplined when it comes to you know their fitness, is disciplined when it comes to their food in the sense that they don't put garbage food into their body, is disciplined about their weight because that also is linked into health, is disciplined about their business and making sure that things get done, is disciplined about their self-defense and being able to protect themselves and ultimately one day their family, is disciplined about putting a roof over everybody's head, is disciplined about all of that stuff. But then why does it not matter to be disciplined with how you choose to spend your time with or other women? That's sexy too. Again, I told you when we started this whole conversation that a guy, the most attractive guy is the guy who could do those things, who could have all of those options, who women want to be with, but those guys are selective. They're not going to give time to a 304 because they consider themselves too valuable to give time, even if that time is one hour. They could be doing something better with that hour. So what he's saying is just, if you're gonna sleep with somebody, why can't we just all acknowledge that the best course of action in terms of a moral stance is if you don't wanna have a baby with somebody and you don't want that risk, which is always there, don't sleep with them. Only allow yourself to engage at that level of intimacy with people who you really care about, who you've got something going on with, where if someone got pregnant, that's a responsibility and a burden that you'd be willing to bear. And a joy, frankly, ultimately, because a baby is always a blessing. I will tell you that. A baby is always a blessing. That's how I feel. So, of course, now I'm looking around for the mosquito. I feel this mosquito somewhere, Deli. It's come back to haunt me. I feel everywhere. You know when you know mosquitoes in the room and suddenly you start to itch. I'm like, this little man. I know it's a male mosquito, too. I could tell. Just saying. He's lurking. Okay. That's the bottom line. That's an important point. And I know it's, it's we've talked about body count. And I've said to you that. Men care more about a woman's body count than a woman will care about a man's body count. That is true. That is true. It won't be a deal breaker in the same way, right? A woman will look at you and will say, okay, you've been with, say you've been with 10 women. That's not going to be a deal breaker for her. But let me tell you something. If you've been with 200 women and you have a lax attitude and you've basically slept with everything that walks, that will raise a red flag for the woman that you want who is in that high value category, who does pair bond and who does pair sex with emotion and who does want to be a good mom and who does want to feel safe in her relationship. She will look at you and say, that's not the guy for me. 
So you got to understand there's nuance to these conversations. It's not just like, well, you know, women don't care about body count. Because now you're pairing a guy who's been, you know, a male 304 his entire life with a guy who just, you know, had, had sex with, you know, 10 women before you came along. That's not the same thing. But if we're going to now say that it's not a good thing to tell society at large that promiscuity is a black hole, that you don't want to go down and that you're better to spend that time investing in things and people that bring positivity and purpose to your life. If we're going to pretend that's not the real message, then we're not doing a service in this, in this space or any space. So I'm going to be honest with you about that. And I know it's not, there are guys that won't want to hear that because there are some guys that want an excuse, right? They'll say discipline in every area of life, but not this one because I want an out. And I'm here to tell you that that out is hurting your life. It is decreasing your value as well. And at the end of the day, you're going to wake up one day and be like, why did I give time to that? I could have been given time to this. You will feel that way one day. Okay. Last topic is politics. What? I don't even, I can't see the clock from here, so I have to do this. Oh, good. We're right on time. Okay. Last topic is politics. I'm going to get to that. I just need to find my sheet. You know, I throw all the papers. You guys can't see the table, but it's a hot mess. I throw everything around and then I'm sorry that I did. Okay. So I uh, wake up today. Can you pull up that tweet? I don't have it here, Delhi, um, of Elon making the statement. There was a lot of conjecture about this woman this morning that was going to be named executive chair. Uh, I'm sorry, that was going to be named Twitter CEO. She's a WEF executive executive chair as well. And I was like, is this going to happen? I wasn't 100% sure. But then Elon confirmed that. Um, can you blow that up just a little bit more for somebody who's blind like me? I have these lights in my eyes and it, it glares. Okay. I am excited to welcome Linda. I'm going to say Yacharino as the new CEO of Twitter. He tags her at Linda Yach will focus primarily on business operations while I focus on product design and new technology. Looking forward to working with Linda to transform this platform into X, the everything app. Okay. Linda's a problem. Linda's a big problem. She's a big problem. I'm going to tell you why. Let's go to that article that I had prior to that, and let's break it down. Deli, you have that one? Yep. Okay. Likely new Twitter CEO, this is before it was officially announced, but it's, it's important nonetheless, is a WEF executive chair, that's World Economic Forum for those just tuning in to my commentary on them, that suggested Elon Musk limit his tweets. <laughs> Yachirino said advertisers need to feel there's an opportunity for them to influence what you're building. Twitter's new CEO, Linda Yachirino, a World Economic Forum executive chair and NBC Universal advertising executive, recently tried to get Twitter owner Elon Musk to commit to self-censorship and urged him to allow advertisers to feel they can influence Twitter. During an April 2023 interview with Musk, Yacharino told Musk that advertisers need to feel there's an opportunity for them to influence what you're building. No, honey, that's not how it works. She then proceeded to pressure him to self-censor by not tweeting after 3 a.m. Musk agreed to try to tweet less after 3 a.m. This was a bit of a, you know, in jest, kind of, but partially pushed back against the attempt to influence his speech. If I were to say, yes, you can influence me, that would be wrong, Musk said. That would be very wrong because that would be a diminishment of freedom of speech. Yacharino disagreed. Hmm, shocking. Claiming that influencing is more of an open feedback loop. Yeah, sure it is, honey. For advertisers to help develop Twitter into a place where they will be excited about investing. No, that's not what's going to happen. She's wanting advertisers to have say as to what does and doesn't get said and does and doesn't get flagged. That's what she's actually saying. 
Musk continued to push back and said, it's totally cool to say that you want to have your advertising appear in certain places in Twitter and not in other places, but it is not cool to try to say what Twitter will do if that means losing advertising dollars. They go on and have this debate. Okay. Now, who is this woman? Well, prior to being tapped as the upcoming Twitter CEO, Yacharina was the chairman of global advertising and partnerships at NBC Universal. <laughs> you got to be. Elon. <laughs> That's funny. Elon, come on. <laughs> You're smarter than this. Or is it intentional? I ask. She has previously served as NBC Universal's chairman of advertising and client partnership and president of cable entertainment and digital advertising sales. Okay, so she's an NBC Universal hire. NBC is like the most liberal garbage, I can't, enterprise. She also has several ties to the World Economic Forum. Oh, that's nice. A global group that consistently advocates for the censorship of misinformation and supports mass data collection. In her LinkedIn profile, profile, she notes she's been a WEF executive chair since January 2019. Oh, longevity. Currently, she's the chairman of the WEF's Task Force on Future of Work. She also sits on the WEF's Media, Entertainment, and Culture Industries Governor's Steering Committee. Additionally, she's highly engaged with the WEF's Value in Media Initiative. Yacharino has spoken at the WEF's annual meeting about shaping the future of media, entertainment, and culture. to the WEF again who claims that you will have nothing and you will be happy. This is a huge red flag. So what's going on here? Listen, you have to broaden your mind and you have to, you have to think about what could be going on. Is this um, Elon being ignorant of the reality of where she's coming from? Anybody who aligns themselves with the World Economic Forum cannot be trusted. I don't care. Somebody wrote me this morning and said, well, maybe, you know, she's only a little involved with them. There is no a little involved. You saw the videos from Klaus Schwab where he was talking about how he has all these little puppets, you know, out there like Trudeau and he's, you know, trying to infiltrate cabinets. And this is an agenda. This is a one world government agenda to control people. And by the way, there was a video that popped up about her talking about masks and this that was also creepy and cringy. So do I think Elon hasn't done his research? No. What I'm always wary of is this controlled opposition. I am. There are a lot of people out there who want to give the illusion of granting freedom of speech or the illusion of caring about freedom of speech, (coughs) Fox News, and they don't. They don't. It's all a game. It's all trickery. Now, I think Elon has done a lot of stuff that's moved Twitter in the right direction. But I I wind up sometimes looking at him and saying, but the electric cars and the AI, something doesn't add up here for me with him, if I'm being 100% honest. That's not to say that I don't like a lot of what he's done with Twitter. But when you get a hire like this, you're like, well, what's going on in his mind there? All I'm saying, am I saying that Elon Musk is controlled opposition? I'm not making that declarative statement. What I am saying is, why would you hire somebody who has ties to the World Economic Forum and put them in a position like that when the World Economic Forum is someone who wanted to vigorously crack down on misinformation? And by misinformation, actually, it wound up being stuff that was actually true, but held the pharmaceutical industry accountable at a time when we most needed that data and those facts. Why? 
Ask yourself why. And stop, by the way, conservatives, because I can't. We always tell folks on the left, don't put people on pedestals. Don't put these officials on pedestals. And then you know what happens? Elon Musk does one thing right. And we're like, oh, my God, Elon. Elon is Jesus. Elon's the second coming. Elon is the free speech warrior of our day. What? Why can't you just assess what somebody does in the moment and give credit where it's due and question when questioning is warranted? This is like what it was with Trump. I agreed with Trump like 80% of the time. But that 20%, some of the cultists were like, you're you're a Trump hater. You hate Trump. You're anti-Trump. You're a, what was it called? Uh, You're a a, a no-Trumper or whatever, what stupid term they got. And I was like, because I disagree with him on this? Y'all have lost your minds. This isn't a cult. This isn't bow down. Conservatives also always bow down to a celebrity, right? There's a conservative celebrity all of a sudden, and it's like, oh, my God. They did it with Schwarzenegger, who wasn't conservative. They do it all the time. Clint Eastwood becomes the next hero. Let's have him on all the shows. He supports free markets. In the meantime, then you find out three months later, he's like, you know, trying to, you're like, oh, wait, he's not. Yes, these are just people. It's not supposed to be a cult. If you care about freedom and you you also care about being a free-thinking person, question these people. So do I like that I saw this coming down the pike from Elon Musk? No. Do I think it's a red flag? Yes. Yes, I do. Am I willing to anoint him the second coming of Jesus, of Christ, because, you know, he did a few things right on Twitter? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm concerned about it. And I will guarantee you Tucker Carlson is sitting back being like, hmm, do I want to put this show on Twitter now? I'm telling you because this is a big red flag. You cannot entangle with the World Economic Forum. They are at the top of the pyramid of who's trying to take freedom out and who's trying to take sovereignty out and who's trying to change your life for the worse. I won't play. So ask questions. Just ask questions and don't be afraid. For years, it was like everyone was like, Fox News can do no wrong. Fox News is the conservative alternative. You didn't want to believe that Fox News was, you know, working behind the scenes and silencing people. And, you know, we're going to put in a vaccine mandate and fire people who didn't comply and fire Tucker Carlson who didn't play ball. Well, guess what? It's all the same system. Wake up. Wake up. Regardless, having someone who's partnered in many respects with the WEF as as CEO of Twitter is not a good thing. It's just not. So be realistic. All right, I'm going to get back to the chat now. And then we're going to close for the day. CG, 10 bucks. Oh, no, I thought brainwashed women were bad. Now we got to deal with brainwashed robots. (laughs) It's right. Jeez, this world is getting worse by the day. Love your show, JB and crew. Thank you. Yeah, that's going to be, oh, man. Am I going to have to cover the modern women robots now, the AI versions of these lunatics? I can't. I can't. Y'all, do you have my time machine yet? Come on, man. Christopher Huber, uh, AI is scary. Fake girlfriends like like Cherry 2000 or other uh, uh, sci-fi movies. So you end up dying in oblivion. Yeah, it's all, it's like I'm telling you, the movies that were most scary are like coming to life, Right? It's all coming to life. And you're like, oh, my God, I watched this 20 years ago. And I was like, thank God I'm not living in that time. And now it's like, ding, ding. They're at your door. And you're like, where do I go? What's next? The walking dead? Listen, I can't do the zombie apocalypse. I'm telling you straight up. If I can't make it through a show with a little mosquito going around because I'm afraid of getting bit, I don't think I'm going to do well in the apocalypse, the zombie apocalypse. I'm just going to throw that out there. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I will be back on Monday. And please hit your subscribe button. 
do it for me now. Hit that like button and get in the chat. And I want to hear what do you want this show to be? Because we're I'm incorporating a little of this, a little of that. Do you want more politics or do you want more dating relationships? Yeah. Oh, Delhi's waving me on. What happened? Try scrolling down. There might be more. Oh, yeah. It's weird. They don't separate. Oh, wow. Okay. Last one. Sorry. Robidro. They're doing all this plastic surgery, so we can't tell the difference between the real thing and AI. That's true, too. Super Blue. Have a happy Mother's Day, Jed. What would be your meal of choice this weekend? Oh, man. It's a lot of stuff I can't eat right now because I'm detoxing the mold. Dang. Oh, man. What would I want for Mother's Day? I really would want a vanilla cake with vanilla icing, homemade, healthy ingredients from scratch. But for um, dinner, I think I would do a big old grass-fed, grass-finished steak, some um, French fried potatoes, and a side of um, maybe some I just sautéed broccoli with garlic. I could go for that. Mm, I just got hungry. Look at that. Omega Rosetsu to Delhi. iCrap phones are overpriced trash. Deli, you get engaging with some stuff about the, the iPhones in the, in the chat. I, Deli's get up to no good during the show is the bottom line. Rick Bourne, give 10 bucks. Miss age 36 with one child. Looks like she went to a cheap plastic surgeon with a picture of Cher and hope for the best. Ooh, hitting him where it hurts, Rick Bourne. As someone else just suggested in the chat, the 500-word essay is a job for AI. It's <laughs> good chat. Oh, that's what's going to happen, too. Oh, man. Y'all don't do that. You're going to get dumber. You know, spell check made everyone dumber, right? You know, computers made people not be able to write. Don't let it get to the next level. Everyone's, the whole population is getting too dumb already. We all know that. Rat generation acts five bucks. I'm okay with the artificial intelligent Android wife, provided you can't tell the difference. Brand <laughs> new out of the box, baby. <laughs> no, you don't. Listen, they can't, you say that, but you don't mean it. The intimacy, the connection, you can't. Don't, don't disappoint. Think about it. Okay. Loose Rolkin, a large amount of accounts were blocked in Europe. So was I months ago. He caved to the EU. So this new CEO is just a control to the matrix. I'm not, yeah, I'm not convinced that Elon, that Elon is on. I'm not convinced that he is who everybody thinks he is. I'm just going to say that. I'm not. Um, and the reason is that I'm, I'm not afraid to be disappointed. I'm not afraid to be disappointed. When politicians disappoint me, I'm like, okay, I didn't think you were like the second coming of Christ anyway. So mm, you, did, you did something bad and now I can't vote for you. End of story. I'm not afraid of that. Don't be afraid to be disappointed, and you'll start asking questions. We're good, right, Deli? Yeah, we have one more. I can just read it for you. Yeah, go quick. ahead, read it. Uh, the Tingler, 1959. <laughs> oh, said, boy. <laughs> a movie to watch is Man of the Year by with Robin Williams. Mm. I will check it out. Have a great weekend, everyone. Is Mother's Day this Sunday? Yeah. Oh, man. I got to get my mama something. Mom, I'm sorry. I totally forgot that it was Mother's Day, but you're going to get a big old gift and you're not going to care anyway. You're going to be like, oh, look at that. She made it up to me. I also didn't realize that I get to request a special gift now on Sunday and I don't know what I want. It's probably going to be food. Everyone, love you all. Happy Mother's Day to all the amazing moms out there. And uh, I'll see you Monday.